What up, y'all? Welcome to episode 124 of Canada Got Soul, True to Size. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I am joined by the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Joel Hernandez. Yo, yo, yo. Mr. Alvin Martinez. Howdy, y'all. And are you guys ready? <laughs> yo, bars, let's go, bars, bars. And we'd like to welcome our homie from the wild, wild west, but he ain't no cowboy. An entrepreneur, oh. try to tell him to slow down. He say, not now, boy. <laughs> a clothing line, a sneaker show, and best of all, he's always all smiles. Give it up for the homie from time, Mr. YYC Soldiers. It's Miles. <laughs> Miles, Albert, uh, all the names. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. We know that you guys, you, as you mentioned beforehand, uh, Calgary went through a basically a bomb cyclone. I believe that's what they call it in the States. So we're glad to see you're happy, healthy, um, good to go, ready to rock. Feeling all right? Everything's going okay over there in the, the YYC? Oh, man, everything's going great. As long as the sun's out right now, we get no hail. We <laughs> the clouds are going to start to roll in, and Miles going to be like, be right back, be right back. Just one second, I'll pull my car inside. Yeah, put, some, <laughs> yeah. put some wood on my windows real quick. <laughs> Let me pull my whip in the garage one second. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We've got a great show this week. We've got some more great news to cover in this week in Kicks, an eventful weekend to recap in our previously in Kicks segment. And we're going to talk radio jingles in NSR. Of course, Miles is here, so before we do anything, he needs to run through the gauntlet of 21 guestions. Then we want to unpack his soulography before we get to his many different business ventures. But first, Miles, you have 20 seconds. Can you name five brands who have collaborated with Vans? Fear God, uh... Disney, oh yeah, Nintendo, oh yeah, Star Wars, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, okay. One more, one more. Uh, Let's go. The pressure. Thrasher. Woo. Let's go, bro. Let's go. That was good. I have, look at, I have to look at my Vans wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a Vans wall. I should have known that he has a Vans wall. That's cheating. Should have given him something harder. But first, Alvin. <sighs> Fire round. Yes, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from MC Old Ron. I'm not sure if it's MC Old Ron or Mick Oldrin. Mick Olden, yeah. Old Ron. I don't Mick know. Mick it's, it's tough. I don't know. If you're listening, MC Old Ron, <laughs> let us know. Um, <laughs> belated happy birthday, too, bro. Happy belated birthday. Uh, this is similar happy to last belated, week bro. when we had MC Sneakers and Mick Sneakers. We weren't sure. Which one it is. Again, I don't know if it's Mick Old... Well, anyways. Um, he wants to know, what is your ideal summer kick rotation? So maybe we'll just do like three pairs. I know last week we spoke about not having really a typical go-to rotation. Um, mm-hmm. But if you had to pick three pairs to kind of rotate through on the regular for the summer, what would they be? Let's start with Joel. Okay. Um, three rotate. Anything white, uh, either it's like a Air Force One, like an all-white sneaker. So something like either like Air Force One or like, you know, like a rivalry or, or whatnot. 
um, that's one of them. Uh, anything all white, uh, a pair of Vans, whether it's like a slip-on or like, you know, like the old school joints or uh, or anything. And then I would probably say some comfy, like maybe, uh, maybe like a New Balance or something. So yeah, that's my, that's my three. I'll go-tos take that right now. summer rotation. Uh, Alvin, what about you? Uh, I'll get more specific a little bit. I'll go with the, um, the OG white pair of like, uh, Converse. Mm -hmm. True. Just cause those will go with anything. And if you got a wedding, they look good with a suit. Oh yeah. Uh, same goes for a pair of all white old school Vans though. Um, and then, uh, you gotta go and make sure you got some chinelas in the rotation. Uh, for those of you who don't know what chinelas is, it's, uh, flip flops or slides or. Yeah. Those those thong stuff things, um, <laughs> and then obviously you gotta stunt. Uh, so maybe you know some Air Max One Atmos. Okay, okay, it's kind of out of left field there on the last one, but I like it. Um, yeah. I'm also gonna get super specific. I'll do pairs that I specifically own as well. I'll do um, because I just got them. I'm gonna call them my Chicago ones, but they're actually the LA to Chicago NJ One SB. But that's definitely gonna be heavy in the rotation this summer with some high white crew socks and some shorts. That's a look. And uh, I'm gonna do the Su- Supreme. I always forget the name. Spectra Thunder. I don't know what it's called. The the Supreme collab with the flames on it. The flames. Uh, that's definitely gonna be it for sure. <laughs> and then the last one, it's gotta be the white chucks, low white chucks with some high white socks. Always, every year, need a new pair. Hey. Hey, um, hey. Yeah. All right, Miles. What do you think? Summer rotation. So I'm gonna be specific too. My first pair, because I like to do a lot of outdoor running, would be the. Uh, Nike Epic Reacts. Mm, okay. Good call, um, good call. Actually, no, sorry, the Odyssey Reacts. Those mm-hmm. are my go-to right now. Odyssey Reacts. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my second would be either the Royals, the Shadows, or the Bread Ones Flyknits. Oh. Because I, I like using those. I like using those for just like walking around, but mm-hmm. I also play ball in them. Oh wow! Those are my go-to oh, yeah. ball shoes. Great. Yeah, right now they're. Oh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people say that, but you know what? It's yeah. like you got strong the most angles. Shoes that I've, I've like put on there's a lot of ankle support in, that i find with those not enough not for me <laughs> <laughs> and then the last the last pair i gotta say would be uh i gotta throw in my a shameless plug you know my legal oh, hustle yeah. slide oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, that's gonna be my third pair right there uh by champion hey. <laughs> I love the self promo is starting already. As we alluded to early, he's a man of many faces and many businesses. So throughout the uh-huh. show, I'm sure he'll just plug many things, and we're very okay with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, thank you, MC Old Ron, for your uh, for your fire round question. If you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the pod, like Mick Old Ron, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at canadagotsoul at gmail.com. Next up, the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademarked phrase. Uh, very much, very super cute. And this week, we're going to go in order of children that we have, and I have none, so I'm going to go first to start off. Um, so my pick this week is the Air Jordan 1 High, and it's being dubbed the Biohack colorway. So essentially, the shoe 
seems to be loosely based on the undefeated no line dunk high from whatever year it was, yeah. 2006 yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool design. It's got like the the minty uh, mint chocolate chip outsole. It's got brown heel, like very similar colors, just kind of different blocking than the uh, dunk. It's kind of a cool shoe. When I first saw them, I wasn't super on board. And I think the only thing really throwing me off now is the swoosh. It's I think I can't tell if it's like silver or if it's white. Yeah. But it kind of breaks up the shoe a little bit too much for me. I would have preferred either a color or something more neutral than the silver. It kind of just stands out a little bit too much. But uh, overall, you know, quality looks good. It's got similar detailing to the undefeated no line dunk, which is a classic. I love that shoe. The the minty outsole is like super cool you don't see that often at all you don't see any of these colors really often at all on jordans let alone a jordan one so yeah these are these are cute it looks like they're going to be a premium jordan one so they're slated for 170 usd so you're probably looking at 240 maybe 245 canadian plus tax which is uh a little bit more than your regular jordan one but i think these might be worth it they're pretty cool so yeah that's mine uh alvin what do you got I got the uh, Royal Air Jordan 3, which essentially just looks like sh- the Chicago All-Star ones, but Royal Blue. Um, I don't know. These are dope. I kind of like these better than I do the, the Chicago ones, um, just because I like the leather on uh, the blue, and I thought that the red should have been suede, but that's just that's Ooh, just me. Toro Bravo Ooh, style. Um, nice. Yeah, oh, you know what yeah. I mean, but... I don't know. Again, that's just me. But, like, yeah, these look really good for some reason. I probably won't cop them just because I'm trying to be smart. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These are super, super cute, man. Like, definitely definitely a good color way to go through. They look like the, what was it, the, the DJ Khaled? Yeah, they look like we the, the best. We the best. We the or been yeah. been been the best, the best or whatever. But, yeah, I'm a fan <laughs> of these ones, though. Yeah, those definitely. Nice. I like those. They're, I don't know if I like them better than the red. I don't know if I like either of them. That's probably why. Um, it definitely, once again, <laughs> looks like something that maybe uh, Livestock will let you know you forgot in your cart, and they send you that reminder email for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> definitely think it's going to be one of those, but not not too bad. It definitely, if you have the red one, you need the blue one. I think that goes without saying. You got to wear definitely. one of each. Yeah. You got, it's going to, you're a hundred percent going to see one of each on someone's foot. And I, I don't hate yeah. it. I don't, if this is one of the ones where I don't think I would hate it. It's kind of like a Lance mountain, uh, tribute Jordan three. Oh. I don't know. I'm trying to justify it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joel, what do you got? Okay. So what I got is the zoom spirit on cage two. Love it. Uh, welcome to the world joints. Um, these are slated to drop sometime. Uh, I guess within the next couple of months or so. Um, no release date yet, no price tag yet, but it's probably going to be the same as the Stussy joints that 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 have hit like in the past couple months with the uh, with their collabos. Um, but yeah, this one here, it's it's I don't know, man. Like the, the colors that they put together with these are just it's just super dope. Uh, you got like the grays, you got the whites, you got the browns like a mustard brown kind of mustard brownish yellow kind of thing. You got pink. Um, but, yeah, it all just gels together perfectly um, as along with, with the materials that they use. They got suede, mesh, and leather. So all of these together into one shoe. Wow. Um, on the heel, on the heel, you got Welcome to the World or Welcomes to the World, uh, Welcomes the World on the heels. Um, 
another another uh, um, explanation of the shoe like mm-hmm. it's like boom like welcome to the world like you know what i mean but yeah the way that they put everything together is it's just really it's really pleasing to the eye <laughs> but yeah man take a look at these like up on sneaker news uh these are super clean um but yeah these will probably be i'll try but these will probably be a scoop for me yeah like when you like you said they're just pleasing to the eye like i was never a huge fan from when they started doing this the spirit on uncaged i wasn't a really a big mm. fan but this colorway just hits perfect. Like I yeah. didn't think that turquoise, baby blue, gray, tan, mustard yellow, pink, white, black, blue on the tongue. Like all these <laughs> things don't sound like they should work together, but they're done mm-hmm. so well. Like this shoe is yeah. so good. It's really annoying how good it is because I, I really know. want it. <laughs> For real, man. I hate when that happens. Uh, good pick, Joel. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, man. Albert, what you got? Uh, so for my pick, I chose the Jordan 1-2, but I chose the uh, Zen Green. I actually just saw these this morning. Um, and the reason why I chose these, like, I don't think there's any hype or anything to them. But they reminded me a lot of the, and I don't know Brute. if you guys are familiar with these, but Brute they're SB. the Nike Dunk Kermit, the Frogs. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I actually have a pair of them. Um these are never been used because, long story short, my sister ordered these for me on finish line when I was 14. They sent them to her in a size 11 and a half, and they never charged her credit card. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, but I, yeah, it was weird. But the reason, like, the Jordan 1, when I saw these, I was like, man, like, I've never got to wear these, and I've been trying to find a pair of Kermit the Frog uh, dunks. So if anyone listening has a pair of these in a size 10, 10 and a half, holler. Uh, they just remind me a lot of them with the, they had the suede, the leather, um, the difference is they have, it's obviously a Jordan one. Um, it's a zoom air, but it also has a nice translucent sole. Uh, the sole is in like, it goes from like a gradient of like a, a light green to like a pink. And I thought mm. that was like a nice touch to something that to me reminded me of Kermit the Frog, but it also looks like a Frankenstein like sneaker with the black and the yeah the green and the light stitching around the silver the silver could represent like the uh the screws in his head and stuff so true to me i just i looked at it and i was like yeah it's a pretty like you could either go with like a frankenstein pair for halloween or you could like for me it was kermit the frog it was the first thing that popped into my head when i when i (laughs) no go ahead go ahead i was like i'm with alvin though like they come out in a in a couple weeks but i don't know if i'm gonna cop them but you know (laughs) When I first saw them, I thought it was the Brute Dunk SB High. Like, I thought they were bringing yeah. back the Brute Highs. And I was like, oh, wait, that's a Jordan. It's literally like almost one-to-one is how you would do a yeah. Jordan 1 in the Brute colorway, aside from a yeah. little, maybe a little bit more black than the Brute SB High. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this maybe has any correlation to the the pair that I was talking about, the Undefeated-inspired-ish uh jordan one that they're doing but i don't know if we see this trend we might see some cool uh jordan ones coming out if they're doing some inspo based on older sbs like yeah i think i could mm-hmm. dig that i i actually yeah. don't mind a lot of the colors that are coming out in the jordan ones some of them Ooh. i'm like questioning like you know did you really have to go that far but <laughs> a lot of them i'm, I'm kind of liking these what's been your favorite recent jordan one of all these new uh, the new wave I like that fearless, the fearless ones that are the 
red in the UNC colorway. Oh, yeah. The patent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those ones a lot just because they reminded me of 2001. Was it when they did all the, the mids? Oh, yeah. 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 So it reminded me a lot about, about those. I think those ones are my favorite ones that have come out in the last, like, year. Nice. Yeah. All right. Next up, This Week in Kicks. Now is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers. Just one thing to get on this week, and it's about Nike once again. And they just honestly keep stepping up. So since the recent wave of the Black Lives Matter protests, many brands have obviously been making bold statements, big donations, yada, yada, yada. But Nike really seems to have actually stepped up and put their money where their mouth is. So coming off of their huge donations that they announced last week, Nike has also officially made Juneteenth an annual paid holiday for their employees. So I personally had no idea what Juneteenth was, so pardon my ignorance. But for anybody else who doesn't know, Juneteenth, which takes place on June 19th, marked the end of slavery in the United States in I Didn't Get the Year. So it's a very important date, obviously. Uh, In an internal memo that was sent out by the current CEO, John Donahoe, uh, he It read, as many of you know, next Friday, June 19th is Juneteenth, a day commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. Starting this year and going forward, Nike will recognize Juneteenth as an annual paid holiday in the U.S. When we say Black Lives Matter, it applies to the world outside of Nike. And importantly, it applies to our black teammates within Nike. Simply put, we need to hold ourselves to a high standard given the heritage of our company and our brand. So, I mean... Not much you can say that. Like I said, Nike's really putting their money where their mouth is. They're not just doing the whole donation, black square, and getting over it in a week and a half. Uh, they've really stepped up, yeah. and hopefully this continues. But this is a good start. This is really cool, and kudos to Nike for doing that and other brands. Hopefully, hopefully, just in the States in general, it'll be a, a, a paid holiday in the future. But hopefully other brands take note and also jump on that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up previously in kicks this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives i'm gonna go last joel anything (laughs) (laughs) no other than the uh those rivalries that i talked about last Mm -hmm. week from StockX, they finally came nice um i got hit with like 45 (laughs) dollars I thought for, I thought you said it was gonna be twenty dollars, Lord. Oh man, like man, $45. that was twenty dollars American, yeah, bro. <laughs> what weren't they it's only like all... ninety bucks Canadian after conversion and stuff? They were they were eighty dollars Canadian after oh. conversion, and then and then I get the thing. Oh, you gotta pay forty five dollars at the door because of the whole COVID thing, right? Or you got to prepay it. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to. Yeah. They send the email to prepay it. There's a way. uh, I don't know the exact way, so I don't want to get into it too much on the podcast until I've actually investigated it further. But I'll send Mm -hmm. you a link. There's a way to dispute with DHL the customs claim. And basically, because you're not supposed to be able to be charged customs on the shipping cost, you can get back like like a couple percentage uh, back. They'll like refund your account. But I'll send you the link. A good friend of the show, Christopher Chu sent over nice. that link to me but overall cool. overall how would you rate your stock x experience joel out of 10 um i would i would rate it probably like an eight. Oh, that's really good like, pretty good like up there yeah nice just because like you know it was like fast service and whatnot and and you know it was it was it was, it was other than getting hit with duties yeah man it was it was okay yeah, once they hopefully figure out what's going on with the duty situation, I mean, opening that Mississauga warehouse should hopefully fix that. 
But if yeah. once they mm-hmm. figure out their duties, it's going to be a, a good problem to have. StockX is yeah. going to be a, a very good problem. Right. Um, Alvin, any pickups in the last week, weekend? Uh, they weren't necessarily pickups, but uh, our homie P, a.k.a. Northern.Souls on oh, nice. Instagram, dropped off uh, the two pairs of Air Max 90s I, asked, I, I gave to him to kind of revamp slash restore. So I give him the Air Max 90 Clerks, which I beat at Full Locker oh when he worked at Full Locker. Yeah. And uh, another pair of Air Max 90s that were like brown, tan, and like yellow. And yeah. man, they look brand fucking new. So well, shout out to, nice. to Big P and uh, Northern Dot Souls for like hooking that up. Because man, like I, I'm going to rock them now, man. Because before I was kind of ashamed because they were beat to shit, but like I still love them. <laughs> Um, but now I could just rock them freely and just be proud of them because they're so they're like DS man. So I'll just you know I'm good. That's it though. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah, they were really Sick. bad. I wanna. I don't know if you posted a picture yet, but show us afterwards because they were. Um, they were really bad. <laughs> yeah, there's no way around it. Um, see, I had one pickup. I alluded to it last week on the episode on Thursday. I didn't want to spoil it. Most not not spoil it, but jinx it, just because. I'm especially with COVID going on and buying anything online. I don't trust it until it's at my door in my hand. But uh, break it down. We'll do a little story time here. So obviously, yeah. When the Chunky Donkey uh, Nike Dunk SB Low was originally announced, I was on board with it, but not super on board with it. I was kind of on the fence. And then as I continued seeing it, seeing the details, seeing the box, seeing all the everything, I was like, okay, this is really actually a really good fucking shoe. Entered every single raffle under the sun. Did my research. Uh, good friend of the show, Meredith Hardy Girl. She didn't actually specifically help me on this release, but just in general, she kind of says, like, if you want it, go all out. You know, enter every single raffle. It's free to enter. Do your research. Do your homework. And usually you're rewarded. And I was going to call her a stinking liar because I did not win any <laughs> raffles. I struck out. I woke up, you know, the 6 a.m. for Nike.ca, struck out, did all my due diligence, entered a NetMag raffle after, lost that too, like, did everything right and did not hit. Fast forward, mm-hmm. like, I guess it's almost two weeks later now. And good friend of the show, I owe him everything, probably just a dinner, but everything. Ahmad AO444 sends me a raffle for an Ottawa-based skate shop called Top of the World that Alvin, we actually visited, I don't know if you remember, when we visited Ottawa all those years ago. I only know that because I have a sticker on my desk that says Top of the World. Um, (laughs) So maybe that was the whole full circle thing. But he sends me a raffle, and how they were doing it at Top of the World was they got a late shipment. They announced it right up front. They only got 12 pairs. 12 pairs. 12 pairs. They said that they're doing a raffle. Raffle tickets are $5. All the money is going to a charity, an Ottawa-based. I believe it's a, a girl's like skateboard organization or something like yeah. basically encouraging youth females to skateboard more because there's not mm-hmm. enough females in the skateboarding community. Um, I bought, I think six. So I spent the 30 bucks, you know, it was only a two day raffle. So I was like, all right, my odds aren't bad. Top of the world doesn't have the biggest following, but I mean, it's still chunky donkeys, right? Yeah. Signed up. It was Sunday night that I saw this. It was supposed to end on Monday. So I signed up, I Ooh. bought the six and I was like, okay, I want to buy more. <laughs> so I went back like an hour later and I was going to buy it under a different name to kind of like, I don't know, made me feel better. And it said sold out. And I was like, what the oh, hell? Did they, they must have closed it earlier than they said they were going to because this is still Sunday. And I was like, okay, shit. I don't know if that makes my odds better or worse because I wanted to spend another 30 bucks. Anyways, fast yeah. forward to Monday. They announced that the raffle is going to be on Tuesday. Stressed as hell. 
Tuesday, mo- <laughs> Tuesday morning comes and uh, they post on their story. We're doing the raffle at like 11 or whatever. Like, okay, sweet. 11 o'clock comes around. You know, they post on their story, like the whole big spiel. Like we raised this much, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to do like the Excel spreadsheet, random draw. They did it all on their Instagram, which was amazing to see, like a really legit way to do it. But they nice. said beforehand, they're like, oh, we're going to do it um, with order numbers. So if you bought six tickets, your order number will be put in six times kind of thing. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to go check my email now to see my order number because I'm pretty sure I deleted that email. So I went back, checked it, figured it out, whatever. It was like 8366 or whatever it was. Yeah. So I'm at work. I go to the washroom because I'm like, I got to watch this. I need serene. I need to be quiet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I just had a, I had, a, I had a feeling, you know, I just had a feeling. I was like, I need to be somewhere. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there doing whatever, going through. They go, you know, they do size eight. They do, they go to the size eight and a half and they get a size nine and they have two size nines. And I click the size nine and they just kind of show the two winning numbers. And it says like eight, three, six, six. And I was like, I did like oh. a squint. I was like, is that, I went back to my email, checked it. I was like, is it, I went check, I checked it like three times. I was like, holy fuck, did I just win? And then oh. they said, we're going to. And then it, the last story said winners have been contacted. And I didn't get anything. I didn't get an email or anything. I didn't get a DM. I was like, holy fuck. Like, did I win or am I still, like, imagining this whole thing? And it said, yeah. you'll be contacted with the method of, like, contact that you left on the site. And I left my phone number. So they called me. Oh, so I got a phone call, like, Jeez. two minutes after. And he's like, yo, it's whatever Craig or whatever his name is from Top of the World. I was like, yo, I just watched the story, bro. <laughs> He's like, that's awesome. I was like, I was like, bro, you just saved me two grand. <laughs> I told him on the phone. <laughs> so I was super jacked. Um, really good service. I got them by Friday. So that was Tuesday to Friday. So really quick. They were packaged like the best, the best I've ever seen a shoe package. There was like bubble wrap. There was like styrofoam in the box. Jeez. Like really wow. like the box is pristine. Um, so, I mean, they have a lifelong customer in me now for sure. And shout out like, once again to top of the world. And yeah, I did literally just have them like, they're just like sitting around. Like I've just been like looking at them because they're really cool. So I've just been kind of like admiring them a little bit. I haven't been this excited about a new pickup in a long, a long time. So excuse my 40 minute story about the new shoes that I bought. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miles, any new pickups in the last couple weeks or months? Uh, honestly, nothing. Like, since quarantine, I've just been chilling right now. Um, but I mean, like I said, if anyone got those Kermit the Frog dunks. <laughs> Especially if they want to trade that. for an 11 and a half. <laughs> yeah, if you want to trade for a dead stock 11 and a half. <laughs> Crazy. I've, like, I've always thought about selling them, but it's just like, I've always, I just want them. You know, like, it's just that shoe that I just yeah. have up on display. But until I can get a pair I could wear, then... It is what it is. Mm. Anybody, somebody listening has yeah, to have yeah. it. Come on, let's use the reach here. Someone has to have it, yeah. and I don't. I don't want to hear like I was on Goat earlier, and it was like seven hundred dollars. I'm like, screw that. <laughs> they were on eBay for a hundred bucks a couple months ago, but in like a size yeah. like nine. That's the dunk wave in a nutshell, right there. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, man. Man, it's crazy to see how dunks are. I remember growing up, and they were just like on clearance walls at yeah. like Sport Check and. And when I used to go yeah. to the States, when Journeys used to still have a Nike's account, yeah. that's where I used to find all my dunks and stuff. And for like forty nine ninety nine, 
Mm-hmm. When her dollar was yeah, one yeah. to one too. Yep, you're, bro, you're preaching to the <laughs> choir. Believe me, like we <laughs> we've been on the the dunk wave for a while, so we we appreciate we appreciate that you know what you're talking about with the dunks. I don't oh, even man. know if anyone knew that there was a Kermit the Frog dunk. So thank you for in, inspiring yeah. another generation, <laughs> and hopefully somebody. Now, tra- now they're gonna be on the hunt for that. Now, now yeah. I'm never gonna get them. Now the price is gonna go. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, oh, Albert wants them. Okay, let's bring them. <laughs> Let's just go over to YYC Soldiers and start messaging you. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they know you just advertise you have an 11 and a half for sale. So, I mean, your DMs are going to yeah, be there you go. filled up. Just wait for it. <laughs> All right. Next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And... You know, on the podcast and on Instagram and in our personal Instagrams, we're always preaching, wear your shoes, wear your kicks, creases build character, all these things. It shows that you love the shoe and you wanted to wear it. So I want to know, thumbs up, thumbs down to paint cracked midsoles. Alvin. Down. (laughs) Joel. Down. I'm also thumbs down. Albert. I'm going to go up. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I do myself. (laughs) Next up, NSR. We talk about sneakers a lot. So in this weekly segment, we're going to take 30 seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant to the world of sneakers. And, you know, I've been listening to the radio a lot at work recently as opposed to Spotify. And, you know, there's always those jingles that you remember from when you're a kid or those jingles that get stuck in your head when you're trying to fall asleep and they're really stupid, but they're really catchy. So I want to know what is the most memorable, like, jingle (laughs) or, like, radio ad or, like, commercial that always gets stuck in your head that you can, like, recite word for word. Um, Alvin's laughing, so he must know one. What's yours, Alvin? You got to sing it, too. Don't you put it in your mouth. (laughs) Whoa, what the... (laughs) So it might look good to eat. <laughs> and then the end's like, if you don't know. And then, yo, honestly, growing up, that took a whole different connotation. Um, hope, that used to be my worked. favorite commercial. <laughs> now I'm going to be singing that to Kaya just for any kind of reason. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> don't put it in your mouth. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> I like that's the first one that came to your head. Um, yeah, Joel, what about you? You got to sing it too. Oh yeah, sing. You got to sing oh, it too. Oh man. Oh, I don't know, man. All right, I'll uh, go. I'll go first then. Yeah, you, go, you, to, think. you go first. Yeah. The one that yeah, comes yeah. to my mind like right away is Sleep Country Canada. <laughs> oh, I buy a mattress anywhere else. Exactly. That was what I was gonna use. <laughs> that was yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so bad oh, um <laughs> all right joel what about you what do you got um i don't know it's just the, the radio station for like like toronto base that chfi something like that you have a beautiful singing voice joel that was they should hire you to do the jingle for them they should yeah for throwback thursdays yeah uh, Miles, what about you? I know I, I might have stole yours, but there's got to be another one. There's uh, trillions of them. 
let's go with um was this on radio that i'm loving it like oh yeah one? that was everywhere oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah holy i had to think about that because i saw your photo of your um your jordan threes the signed one yeah i just remember that right now <laughs> it's a justin timberlake song yeah, yeah. not many people know that um all right that was about 30 seconds that was good that was very good singing from everybody next <laughs> up promos so the only thing we have to promote this week it's something that i was involved in and a, a, a bunch of other friends of the show are involved in so we want to make sure we show it some love od toronto our friends at od toronto are putting on a sneaker battle this whole week it's three rounds. It's like a tournament bracket style thing. I was on it today. Apparently, I'm going to lose because I don't have good taste in shoes. Um, but, <laughs> but essentially, it's uh, 1v1 on Instagram Live. This week, the, the round is three just of your from three of your favorite shoes from your favorite brand. So I chose Nike. I went up against Coffee and Kicks. He chose Nike as well. And we just kind of put up our three favorite shoes there's a bunch of other friends of the show doing it some like ink and money is doing it hardy girl is doing it john ratner heads ain't ready is doing it um that magnetism is doing it and i'm sure i'm forgetting other people but there's a ton, like the whole family bro. yeah it's a ton of really good people it's gonna be some crazy sneakers uh being Ooh. showed out so i mean make sure you watch their instagram lives every day this week at 6 p.m they're doing a different one and uh, if you're listening to this and it's still tuesday go and vote for me because i would hate to see myself go out in the first round my ego was way too big for to see myself go out in the first round it's just it'd be an incredible loss for me personally um let me just go on all my accounts right now and just go <laughs> legal hustle clothing yyc soldier <laughs> It's okay. I already did it, man. I did it too. Don't worry. Canada Got Soul also <laughs> voted for me, so it's all right. Um, anyways, the the part of the show that every single person, mostly Miles, has been waiting for, this is what we do with all our first-time guests. It's a little mini game show. Miles is with child, so he must have done a decent job bagging his shorty. Apolog <laughs> apologize to her already for calling her your shorty, because I'm sure she just hated that. But... Uh... <laughs> It's time for 21 questions. So how it works, Miles, it's your own little mini fire round. You have 21 questions. You have 21 seconds to answer every single one. If you don't, you fail. <laughs> Jeez. That's not, that's not actually how it works. But anyways, um, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Pineapple. Question... <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> Question number one, red or blue? Red. Question number two, air or boost? Air. Question number three, pineapple on pizza? Yes. Correct. Number four, crew socks or no-shows? Crew socks. Number five, adobo or sinigang? Sinigang. Oh. Sinigang. <laughs> Extra sour, yo. Extra sour. Extra sour, guy. Number six, elephant print or cement print? Elephant. Number seven, most comfortable shoe that you own? Odyssey Reacts. That's that's a good answer. Number eight, glow in the dark or three M. Glow in the dark. Number nine, what is forty six times eight? Oh, <laughs> uh, three thousand two hundred. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is three hundred and sixty eight. You got the first digit right. Three three hundred and sixty eight. Most expensive shoe you've ever purchased. You don't have to say the price. Just what shoe is it? Uh, the Adapt BBs. Oh, yeah. Those are not oh. cheap. 
Number Ooh. 11. Who is the most influential person in sneakers right now? Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to still say Tinker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can agree with that for sure. Number 12. Favorite Jordan model above the AJ14? 15s. Ooh, very underrated. Number 13. Original boxes or drop fronts? I can see from behind you, but... Original boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Number 14. What are three sneaker heading essentials? And you can take that question however you want. Three sneaker heading essentials. Yeah. Uh, wallet, <laughs> socks, true shoelaces. True. <laughs> yep. He's not wrong. Mostly the wallet, to be yep. honest. <laughs> wallet for sure. Number fifteen. What is eight times forty six? <laughs> uh. Can I call Fred? Three thousand. <laughs> I just I just said it four questions ago. It is three hundred and sixty eight. <laughs> Number sixteen. (laughs) Number sixteen. Dunks or Air Forces? Dunks. Number seventeen. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, green tea matcha. Oh, oh, yeah. Number eighteen. At what temperature does in Fahrenheit does water freeze? In Fahrenheit, thirty degrees Fahrenheit. So close. Do you want to try again? (laughs) 40, 20, 32. <laughs> 32 is the correct answer. 32. Ooh, oh. I, I'm sure you said all those numbers in there somewhere. <laughs> um, number 19, spell Fahrenheit. F-E. Nope. <laughs> it's honestly, you know when you're typing on, on like Microsoft Word? And you type in a word and it's spelled so incorrectly that Microsoft Word is still like, what it the fuck are you me. trying to say? <laughs> That's what happened when I was trying to type Fahrenheit. So I don't blame you. I'm going to spell it for you. And it's F-A-H-R-E-N-H-E-I-T. Fahrenheit. All right. Yeah. So, so it's I'm gonna try te- Fahrenheit. I'm going to yeah. teach that to Carter tonight. Yeah, that's his word. Of, that's your word of the week. <laughs> Fahrenheit. That's why we use Celsius, everybody, just for anybody wondering, because we can't spell Fahrenheit. <laughs> number 20, what is your number one grail? The Nike Dunk Kermit. <laughs> and you own it. It's taunting me right now, just like looking at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so number 21, would you rather receive your number one grail or three other pairs from your top 10? Number one grail. Oh, he really wants Ooh. those Kermits, everybody. Come on. Somebody help, Kermits, him. Somebody help him out. Help Price him is out. going up, man. I know Sean Go has them. I should, I should just start downplaying them. Sean Go has them in the 10 or 10 and a half, man. Yeah, they yeah. suck, though. <laughs> the garbage. They're not that cool. You don't You don't want to own them. Just give them away. <laughs> You're actually a loser <laughs> if you own them. That's why Albert's yeah. trying, to get, trying to get rid of them ASAP. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You got, I think, like one or two out of 21. So maybe next time you'll do better. <laughs> next up, this is the part of the show we call your soulography. So basically, we want to know your history, your sneakerhead history, if you will. We know you have a lot of uh, things going on for you right now, but we want to know the guts. We want to know what started it for you. So uh, what got you into sneakers in the first place, Miles? Uh, I think the first thing was obviously, like, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of you guys was basketball. 
Um, for me, it was just basketball. Jordans to me were cool, but I was very performance based. But at the same time, what at being young too, like when my parents put me in basketball, is what can they afford to get me? Um, so it was it was basketball that really got me into wanting sneakers and traveling, because before mm. StockX and all that stuff, I know there's eBay. But whenever I traveled to the States or whenever I traveled around the world, I always tried to find a shop. Like, you kind of had to ask around or if you could find a Google search or Yelp, like sneaker stores, you try to go and hit those up. But yeah. for me, it was um, basketball and traveling and whatever, like, I can find that nobody else had. Nice. Whether it just be, like, a colorway or just some crazy sneaker that nobody would ever wear. Like Kermit mm. the Frog SBs. Like, like who, Kermit the Frog. Like, like, who would wear those, right? Who? Um, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, so from the beginning to where you're at now, what was the sneakerhead timeline like? Like, a lot of people start collecting one thing and then their style and their interest kind of peak and bow and they, they change as they go along. Um, where did it start? Where did it go? And then where is it kind of at now with what kind of pairs you're buying and hunting for? Uh, So... Officially, I want to say it started in 2003, so I was about 13 years old. Um, you know, whenever my parents bought me a pair of shoes for, for like, back to school, I'd have to make sure I keep those pairs pristine for at least a whole year. Mm-hmm. So yep. when I get the next pair, I still got a clean pair, and then I yeah. got a new pair for the next year. Um, going back to basketball, it was like you had I had one pair of shoes for the season, Maybe two pairs if there was a deal, like when Foot Locker did the buy one, get one half off and stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do, like, I would have two pairs maybe and then try to keep those as clean as I can. Obviously, you're playing ball in them, so they're going to get beat up. But I wanted to keep those as pristine as I could because I knew those would also be my street sneakers um, after the season was over. So it was kind of like from that. And then when I got heavy into dance, that's when like sneakers picked up even more for me. I might I, I might say, but like my style hasn't really changed since I was younger because I've always just been in the streetwear and graphic tees and and like hip hop and skate. Um, so it kind of has always been the same for me. But buying wise now, I think as I get older, I'm just buying stuff that's more comfortable to walk my kid around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got all the for pairs real. behind you that are uncomfortable already. You need comfy shoes yeah, right? for, for all real life. Comfy yeah. shoes. <laughs> You've got the flat-footed SBs and Jordans already. You need I'm just, comfy stuff. I'm just getting like all of these. I just wear these like to the mall, and then when no one's looking, I take them off and put my little walkers on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Driving shoes. <laughs> you just have to keep the the brand image alive like show face and then when you're at home it's just like give me the comfy the odyssey reacts please <laughs> the crocs. The crocs. oh crocs. boy oh. now we're getting into the nitty-gritty um so so we know what got you into it we kind of know what uh what your timeline was like what's keeping you into sneakers now what's keeping you going uh one would just be like it's it's a part of my life you know, I'm still a dancer. I still play ball. And my motto growing up was fresh on the court, fresh off the court. And that's always how it's been for me. So when I'm on the basketball court, I don't care how good or bad I am on the court. As long as I look good, I feel good. You know what I mean? And then, and that would be the same thing for dance. Like when I would enter battles and stuff, 
I would always try to be as fly as I could because in the b-boy culture too and and like I'm not in the b-boy world anymore but as a crump dancer I take the same mentality mm-hmm. as like you want to be the freshest during like in the cypher in the battles and then when you come out of that you're still fresh you know so mm-hmm. it's like head-to-toe outfit um so for me it's just like it's been instilled that like I always want to keep that mentality of fresh at home, fresh outside, fresh on the court, fresh off the court, fresh on the dance floor, fresh off. So it's always just been like, stay fresh. Was uh, mm-hmm. was dancing more of an influence on the, the sneaker style or was it basketball for you? It was basketball that got me started. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, it's been dance. Mm-hmm. So everything from like the Puma Clyde to Gazelles, uh, Vans, all that stuff. I've a lot of, even like, the Jordan threes I've been dancing a lot of in, um, Jordan ones. I've done I've done like battles in Jordan elevens. So yeah, I try to whatever I used in ball, I try to still use it in dance because it still makes Ooh. me feel some type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so just to get there's literally like eight different bullet points I have here. So you're, you're Mr. Obviously Sneaker Dad, you're Mr. Legal Hustle Clothing, you're Mr. YYC Soldiers, you're Mr. Crump Dancer. What Am I missing any um, bullet points there? What else am I missing? Uh, Fighter of the Year 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao's predecessor. Manny, Manny uh, Pacquiao. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, writer of the year 2005 <laughs> 15 years old <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah like um just community-based stuff with yyc soldiers for me um and then yy or legal hustle clothing as my my clothing company and then empirical freedom would be empirical freedom and my other crew called the other breed would be my my dance stuff so Okay, so I didn't miss yeah, anything, yeah. so I'm glad to hear that. So before we get into the the less fun stuff, the most fun thing that I listed there was new sneaker dad. Um, so first of all, congratulations once again, uh, little eight mo- eight month year old boy running around like crazy, about to dunk on you soon. Um, how has uh, being the whole being a father changed your perspective on sneaker buying, or has it at all? Um. It has, it has because sneakers now for kids are a lot more expensive. Facts, bro. But the yeah, thing man. that I, I remember doing when I worked for Champs and Foot Locker was I stocked up on hella yeah, nice. pairs when I worked. And I remember like penny days, I would find a bunch of kids shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like I, I try to, I still try to pick them up some stuff here and there. You know, if someone wants to hook us up with a Foot Locker or Champs discount, like <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Uh, but for me, I think everything that I buy for him now is just stuff that, you know, sometimes I just look at him and if he's looking at a shoe, then I kind of like, do you like it? And if he kind of reaches for it, then I'll buy him those. So basically you need the smallest excuse to buy him a shoe. Like anything, if if he blinks the right way, you're like, oh my God, he wants these Jordan ones so bad. He has to have his head's tilted one way while sleeping, pointing at like a Jordan one. But it. I think, like, a lot of the pairs that I've always wanted to get, like, a kid, I've got when I worked at the Foot Locker and Champs Company. So, he's had, he has pairs, like, waiting to be worn. Yeah, actually like, just outgrew his shadow ones last, like, last night I tried putting them on, on his feet and they wouldn't fit no more. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, bro. 
They usually fit them for like a week or two, and then you're done. Yeah. Get your like, pictures in while you can. Yo, I try to like yeah. force his foot into it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quick photo, and he's like crying. Has the the sneaker dad thing affected your personal sneaker buying at all? I know you said you've slowed down to uh, to a near halt now, but has it affected your whole outlook on the whole sneaker thing? Like giving you a different perspective on it? I think it has, yeah. I think for me, it's just like, um, you know, I got to enjoy it. And now that I have a son, I want to be able to give him something that he'd enjoy. Like, if he's not into sneakers, then, you know, I'm not going to be like, you have to like sneakers. I want to, if he's into, you know, like right now he's in a Paw Patrol. And I'm like in a Paw Patrol. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm buying Paw Patrol action figures and stuff. and. And like watching <laughs> Paw Patrol with him, but um, yeah, it kind of it, it it has taught me a lot because growing up, my dad did the same thing for me. Where when mm. I was into basketball, he was into basketball. When I was like in a Pokemon cards, he was in the Pokemon cards. But he never forced anything on me. Mm. So um, shout out to my dad because Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. Facts. Yeah. Uh, really. So yeah, that that's like for me is as a dad. You know, I've 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 got all the shoes that I want right now, except for the Kermit the Frog dogs. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just enjoying what like what I have and whatever like the money that I've put into sneakers. I'd rather put into to him and whatever he's invested and interested in. It's kind of uh, like a dramatic irony, and I'm not trying to draw a stupid sneaker parallel to have a cool title for the podcast. Um, but uh, I know that one of your like one of your shoes is the new love Jordan One, if I'm not mistaken. I know you have like 800,000 pairs of those, and you, yeah. could, you, you could you could almost say that having a son and being a father is your new love now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like that. My <laughs> wife is going to like that. <laughs> you excuse to buy she, more pairs. <laughs> that was a pair she wore when I first met her was the new loves. Oh, is that oh, the story? Nice. And, yeah. and that... I need like hey, quick story, but Please, yeah. when I was teaching when I was teaching dance, like I was teaching my first ever dance workshop and my buddy asked one of his coworkers who's Sunisa, who's my wife, um mm-hmm. to come check out the class. So she came, and I still remember everything she wore. She wore new loves, these baby blue sweatpants and, like, a white tee. And the first thing, I'd like, she walked in, and I was just looking right at her feet. And I, I've always wanted this pair. At this point, I haven't owned them yet. And she uh-huh. walked in, and I didn't even look at her yet. And I was like, damn, nice shoes. <laughs> and I, like, look up, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, Damn, nice face. <laughs> nice face, girl. That's how we buddy, got it, bro. <laughs> my buddy Rupert was like, "Oh, Bert, this is uh this is Sunisa," and I was like, "Oh, like, I like your shoes," and I kind of just like froze. <laughs> I like your shoes. <laughs> just all like, I like your shoes. But yeah, that was pretty much like the start of like how we became friends, and then we be- we were friends for a bit until um, July of two thousand nine. We started dating, but I met her in two thousand eight, and she was rocking the new loves. And I remember when we went to Hawaii together for the first time. That was before YYC Soldiers, and it's kind of where I got the YYC Soldiers idea. Was I was on a trip to Hawaii, and I randomly ended up at a sneaker convention. And it was like their second sneaker convention that they've ever had. And I, I ended up there from two guys that I saw at the mall. And at this time for League of Hustle, I was running a blog. And um, 
in the blog, I did outfits of like around the world. So wherever I traveled, I, I would take pictures of people's fits and I would describe what they're wearing and like ask them a couple of questions. And this guy was like, oh, I took a photo of him at the mall and he's like, um, I'm surprised you're not at soul searching. And I was like, what are you talking about soul searching? He's mm. like, it's a sneaker convention here. Aren't you from Hawaii? And I was like, no, I'm from <laughs> Canada. <laughs> so he told me and my wife to go. We jumped into a taxi and we made it to the location like 10 minutes before shutdown. Oh. And then I was like, right away, I was already networking with people, like meeting them. Like, how do they start this community? Because Calgary didn't have this yet. And Calgary mm. didn't even have a Facebook group yet. So this was uh, 2012 when this happened. And as we were about to leave, this guy pulls out a pair of new love ones in a size 10. Oh. And he's like, uh, he was asking, he was like, hey, what do you want to do with these? He's like, oh, I thought we sold them. He's like, no, no one wants to buy them. I was like, how much do you guys want? They're like, uh, I don't know, like 50 bucks. I like went through my wallet and I had one $50 bill. One $50 bill in my wallet. So I bought that pair and yeah, like that was pretty much the end of the story. The so rest of history them. there. Damn. That's crazy, bro. Well, I crazy, love yeah. I love that you alluded to all that because uh, that's what I wanted to get into next, the whole YYC Soldiers thing. So just briefly, you kind of gave a teaser of it, but tell me a little bit more about YYC Soldiers. So YYC Soldiers was a Facebook group that I created back in 2012 after that trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, before all of this stuff, I was also working as a club promoter. So I was already networking with people and people knew I was into sneakers, and I knew people that worked at, like, in the south side of Calgary that were into sneakers, and I knew people in the north side of Calgary that were into sneakers, but they didn't really know each other. Mm. And uh, YYC soldiers, like, I got, after speaking to some of the, like, the OGs in Hawaii, and they were talking to me about, like, this is how they started. They started off as a Facebook group, and then it went from, like, 50 people to, like, I think at the time when I met them was 500 members in that group. And um, they just told me they did it on Facebook and they started with that. So that's what I did where I was like, man, if you don't know this person from this person from like two sides of the city, let's find a way to connect you guys together. Um, And at the same time too, and I've I've told this to a couple people, but now people are going to hear it. I also started YYC Soldiers to look for pairs that I couldn't buy when I was younger. (laughs) Ah, nice. (laughs) We used to have like on our page, we, we had like a whole size list of everyone that had like, what size were you? They would put their size in. And I would look through everyone from size 10 to 10 and a half. Like, and I would start messaging them like, hey, are you guys selling anything? Like, what do you have? I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. Um, so it was kind of that, like my, my way of getting it was to connect everyone in the city together. And at the same time, find pairs that I, I couldn't get before that were all in my size. Mm. I do love the the secondary motive there. Like, yeah, I was a community builder, and also I really wanted some personal pairs of shoes. But that's just, <laughs> that's just the end of the story. Um, so, so the whole YYC soldiers it started as a Facebook group, and yeah. now you've expanded it to a lot more than that. So it started as the Undies Sneaker Expo, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that was the first show that we did. Yeah, yeah and now you've uh, rebranded it to the Calgary Sneaker Swap. If that's yep. uh, yeah, that's correct, and you're on your yep. sixth one now. Is the sixth one is the one that was postponed? Yeah, the sixth one was the one that was postponed. And it was the first ever, first ever. Say it for the people in the back. Sneaker Expo in Calgary. You did that. Yeah. So, so yeah, go uh, ahead, please. Yeah, tell us about the sne- it. The sneaker swap um, was was um, like a collective of ideas. So 
it was between myself, Andrew Fong, and uh, and Adam Karestis. And we kind of like put our brains together. And we also had another member at the time, um, Andrew Joaquin, that when we first do the show together, it was like one of these, uh, you know, the Facebook group is growing, right? So let's get people off the keyboards now and let's get the keyboard warriors out there too and stop talking shit and show face. <laughs> but it was a way for us to get everyone off the keyboards and to come meet face to face. Because the only time we would really meet people would be during sneaker lineups. Mm. Um, and then from that, like, yeah, we threw our first show. We had it, we called it UNDS. And to us, it makes sense. But to the general public that are not sneakerheads, they were like, what's UNDS? <laughs> you know, and you have to explain everything to them. And, and come the second show, that's when we rebranded to the sneaker swap. Um, but yeah, since then, we've been throwing nice. shows from 2015 up until. I'm going to say last November and then mm. this year just to replace the uh, the sneaker swap for the number six sneaker swap this year, we did a week long of giveaways with uh, different Ooh, sponsors cool. and stuff from local companies from around Canada. So mm. yeah, man. Very cool. It's been, uh, it's been growing. It's been growing. And you're a huge reason for that, obviously. Um, what was it kind of like trying to get, as you mentioned, you're trying to get people off the keyboard and to like actually show up, which is hard to do in the 2010s because people just want to sit at home and be on their phone and on their keyboard. Um, how was it trying to basically get a community to come to an event when the community had never even seen anything like this before? The community didn't even know they were a community at this point. Like, What was it like yeah. trying to get people to get out of their houses and come out and actually experience it? Um, I don't know if I, it's hard to say if it was hard because it, Calgary never had that to begin with. Right. So it was kind of one of those experiments where let's just do it and see if people come. So the first show we did, we had about, uh, I want to say like 20 vendors. That's pretty good. First the show. First one. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty like good. Maybe between 15 to 20. Um, mm -hmm. and then about 450. 50 people came that's awesome so the first show yeah and then the second show and up has been like almost in the thousands now of people coming and vendors like last year i think we had about 45 vendors Very and cool. they came from different aspects of of calgary and then some came from outside of calgary i think we just had to do it to show the city there was a lot of people that questioned it they're like oh it's gonna just be another sneaker con and my Ooh. response was like well have you been to SneakerCon in Calgary? I don't think so. <laughs> Are you going to fly out to Toronto or Vancouver or like anywhere else around the world? Mm. You're not going to like support local. Yeah. There's always going to be that balance of like people hating and people yeah. that are like better for it. So I think it was like when we threw our first show, there was a lot of people that loved it and they just said, this is what Calgary needs. Mm. Um, and they were like, we have more, always. you know, so that's kind of where, and there was always like the people that say, oh, I couldn't make it to this one. Is there going to be another one this year? And it wasn't yeah. until 2018 was when we started doing the, the two shows that are the biannual shows. So we did one in spring and we, did one in, we do one in winter. Um, and since then, like we've been throwing the winter shows, which have, it's been the same thing. Like it started off small and last year was like, holy crap. Like we weren't expecting that many vendors and people to come to the show. That's dope, bro. Yeah. Um, so 
why do you keep going? Like, I know you said you started for a very modest reason. You wanted to bring some people together. You wanted to get some shoes yourself. We personally know the three of us. Uh, we've been doing shows for a long time. We've sort of transitioned into doing, I guess you could call shoe hall our own little show. We know it's not easy. We know it's a lot of work. We know it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of late nights, early mornings, uh, a lot of arranging, a lot of people. Why do you keep doing it now that it's six, seven years later? Why are you still going? Just for the love of it, man. Um, and for me, it's like, I didn't really have a lot of people to look up to that were doing what they wanted to do, like as an entrepreneur, or like, um, you know, as a business owner or something. A lot of the, the people that I would try to learn from were business store owners that we had in Calgary at the time. So whether it be Goodfoot or we had um, Group 7, we had Livestock here. Like I would just, I was all about networking and learning. So for me, um, I just do because I love it. I have a passion for it. But at the same time, I'm kind of setting the stepping stone for Carter. Uh, so mm. for him to kind of see that, hey, my dad went against the grain of not just being, you know, as a Filipino, your parents want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, all that kind of stuff. I went to the route of like owning a clothing company and um, running a sneaker swap and helping with the sneaker community here. Um, and on top of that, like my team, like we have four other uh, volunteers that help us out uh, so me me Adam and me and Adam are the main guys running it and then we have Andrew kind of just like helping when he can obviously like he's living in Toronto with like with you guys now right mm, and then we boy. got uh we got Jermaine we got uh Kevin AJ and Harkirit and these guys help us with running the event as well so me and Adam kind of do more of like the financing and setting everything up and we got the rest of the team that come in and you know help us with the events help us with our facebook page um help us with like our instagrams and all that kind of stuff because when it was just the two of us like me and adam doing everything at one point it was like oh my god like <laughs> like it gets it's stressful yeah mm -hmm. so you like we're trying to run an event and like taking care of insurance for the event making sure Ooh. there's like like the table set up and making sure it's up to fire code and this and that. And there's a lot of things you got to learn. And there's like, a lot of people think it's easy. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to rent this space and put tables up and people are going to buy it. It's like, nah, man, <laughs> it, it takes, it takes a lot of work to try to one, get vendors to come out. Cause you've always got to offer them something like what, a, what am, how's it going to work out for me if I leave my store or like, leave my store open for half a day to go to the event and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of learning that comes from it. I think being a promoter in the, in the nightlife kind of helped out with understanding the, the mentality of how people work from buying tickets. Like in Calgary, people love buying tickets last minute, like, <laughs> like the night before the buy tickets. Like there are days, there are times where me and Adam would look at our sales and tickets and it's like, for the first like month we're like selling 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 then the second one comes it's like crickets mm. and then the night before the event like before midnight hits when we take the the tickets off the website it's like 200 tickets sold online it's like geez <laughs> like where were you guys before we were like thinking about canceling and stuff yeah <laughs> but it's wow. a i mean it's being being an entrepreneur you take those risks right and you you think about the the bigger aspect of things so we think about the community and and for us it's all about like the kids because mm. the older we get we can preserve we can only preserve so much of the culture and then it's up for the kids to put the rest of the footwork in
So right. we just kind of want to show them there's more to just like having the most expensive sneakers or being the coolest guy with the sneakers. Like there's there's an appreciation for everything that you have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to say that we all need to do a better job because judging by the people who voted on the ODTO story, we're not doing a good enough job um, <laughs> promoting that ex- expensive and new sneakers are the cool one. But anyways, um, so <laughs> as you uh, kind of mentioned there in passing, you also do uh, a clothing line. I believe that's like your primary thing called Legal Hustle Clothing. We're going to plug it as much as we can. Um, so, so what made you want to start your own clothing brand in, in general? And when did it start really officially? Uh, so if it officially started in 2011, um, but I've always wanted to, I've always just had this plan of owning my own clothing brand. Uh, growing up, I was always into fashion and streetwear and, um, I would try to take whatever I could. Like if it was like a gap sweater, or like even a hoodie from American Eagle, I would try to make it look as street as I could. And then there was a point I want to say around grade 11, grade 12, where I was like, man, every time I get money, I'm putting money into these businesses when I could like learn how to do this stuff mm-hmm. and invest in myself and create my own brand with stuff that I want to put out. Um, so I had this whole plan from, from high school that I was going to get a job in the aviation industry because my dad um, has been working in the avi- aviation industry for over 50 years now. Oh, wow. Wow. So and he he's been regarded as like one of the best here in in Calgary. So I kind of used my last name to leverage my way in. So I was lucky <laughs> enough to go to school. I got my education as like a aircraft structures technician, and I got a job. And from there, I kind of just worked, saved money up, and then from that, I took myself back to school for business. And then I cr- I took whatever I had left to start my business. So I'm. I did everything from like incorporating my business, getting all my licensing, everything. Like I did everything legit um, mm. off the bat just because like, I just wanted to make sure everything was good. You know, I didn't want to, I've, I've always, I've always been told these stories of like, yeah, you should just like, like, <laughs> like copywriting and stuff and just pretend you have these paperwork. I'm like, why would I pretend when, if I could get the money now and do it, like get it out of the way and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So uh, the clothing, started back in in high school and it was just like i had this this mindset of this is what i was going to do and since then yeah 2011 we've been going on for nine years now uh some of the stuff is like it's been featured on kim's convenience it's on netflix uh i seen a little bit of it in that beyonce homecoming documentary hey, like it was a quick it was a quick glimpse but enough for my friends to see and like text me and they were like hey it was on there um, I'm working with a, a former WWE cruiserweight champion on like we just dropped a collab a couple a couple weeks ago that we worked on for about a year. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to work with is like I'm trying to put wrestling and streetwear together. Sick. So, uh, yeah, it fit nice. pretty well. I mean, that's the way the WWE has been going is they're trying to get very street uh, wide. Yeah. You see all the, the guys wrestling in sneakers and wearing sneakers to and from. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it fits really well. Um, yeah. what's kind of been the hardest thing about working for yourself, like doing your own thing, being your own boss? I want to just like, you're constantly learning. Con- like it's hard and it's not hard. Um, like currently I'm back in school right now with, um, Parsons university and complex doing the streetwear program. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I took that just to kind of like learn more about the industry, but, um, I've also learned a lot along the way 
to printing my own my own product now. So instead of actually going to a, like a screen printer and stuff, like a lot of the stuff, ninety percent of the stuff that I print is like in my basement or in my house, like nice. in my office is like I'm printing all that stuff. Um, and then just like sometimes it's getting help, you know, like. Mm. I was set this year to to look into hiring an assistant and all that kind of stuff, and then COVID hit, and yep. it was like, well, <laughs> like <laughs> I could try to Damn. find someone to do it online, but like it's hard to kind of explain what I need them to do mm. and like show them how to work some of the machines and all this stuff if they're not here. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just like doing everything on my own. Uh, trying to find inspiration all the time gets hard sometimes, because uh, mm. I I try not to be trendy because. I don't want, I've, and I think that's what worked out for my company is like we've never fallen into trends. Because those come and go. Mm. Yeah, like I've had a lot yeah. of people tell me like when Kanye came out with like um, the scoop tees and the ripped shirts and the zippers on the sides and stuff, people were like, oh yeah, you need to make shirts like that. And for me, it's like if I'm not going to wear it personally, like I can't put it out there just to make a buck off of it. Absolutely. Mm. And I've seen companies like come and go because of that. Like they fell into that trend. They found suppliers that would make them a whole bunch of like trendy stuff and then when the trend changed it was like they were just left with all the stock and you couldn't do anything yeah. with it anymore so um i i trade i try to stay like true to classic streetwear from like just the graphic tees with like the stories and everything behind them that's very dope uh as we've mentioned you're a man of many hats a man of many sneakers and we appreciate you we wish you all the best i mean you're working you. on a lot of stuff but stay focused on all these things thank you guys um We've been ending every single episode for the last couple of weeks with a frontline worker shout out. Uh, there's people out here who are literally risking their livelihood to make sure that the world is staying safe in this crazy pandemic and this crazy time. Uh, we've been asking our listeners to send in their nominations and every week we've been reading out a different one. And this week we have one coming from James B. Will out of Ontario and he's nominating his wife, Kate. And he says, my wife is an, I don't even know how to say this, epidemiologist epidemiologist it's a it's the study of disease statistics a very specific thing uh he says my wife is an epidemiologist and actually has a phd in it she focuses on disease outbreaks and pandemics usually at a much smaller level obviously and has been on mat leave since february taking care of our second child congrats james bewell and kate um with the pandemic happening and the outbreak in our country she was asked to come back to work on sunday and starts this thursday it will Requires some field work, so she's a little scared, but she wants to be part of making the community healthy again. He says, I'm proud of her for going back and making a difference. So, I mean, that's friggin' awesome. Uh, yeah. Kate, thank you for what you're doing. James B. Will, thank yeah. you for listening. Um, yeah. Albert Miles Mejia, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank you, thank you for giving us your story. Thank you to everyone who supported and or been a part of the podcast. Wherever you're taking in the episode, please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. We've got a Facebook group. like This is a forum. Sell stuff and connect with you guys called CGS Talk. You can find it on facebook.com slash group slash cgs.talk. We've got a website we use for reviews, recaps, stories, and much, 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 much more called canadagotsold.ca. If you have any questions or suggestions for any of our segments like the Soul Pole, Sneakerheading for Dummies, or the Fire Round, shoot us a DM or email us at canadagotsold at gmail.com. Of course, do not forget to use hashtag canadagotsold on Instagram for a feature. I've been Lawrence Hopkins. You can find me at LDoggyStyles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney. 
J O underscore D three O's N E Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M I S T E R Q and then Mart. Albert, list off all those accounts, bro. Let's hear it. <laughs> and I'm Albert Miles Mejia. My, my personal Instagram is at Miles LHC with a Y. YYC Soldiers, S O L E D I E R S. And my clothing <laughs> company, uh, Legal Hustle Clothing. Nice. Thank you, Albert, and thank you for listening to us talk about sneakers for 124 episodes. And please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and Miles LHC, and we are out. Peace. That was dope, bro. Thank you. That was really fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, bro. bro. Yo, thanks for letting me share fun. that story, man. Of course, bro. Yeah, it was a good story, bro. <laughs> Why not, bro? Who else are you going to tell? going to be happy about that, uh, the new love story. <laughs> 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 <laughs>